This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, uh, for joining me and making this, as always, a part of your morning routines. Uh, apologies to like lately snart. Sn- <laughs> I can't even speak this morning. Uh, the slight lately. Uh, the slight late slightly late start that's that's the sentence i've been sneezing like crazy this morning and clearly it's affecting my brain as well um so apologies that there was a slight late one but i was it's one of those where you know when you get into a rhythm of just constantly sneeze 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 so uh and i couldn't get out of it so i was like i can't start the show yet um so apologies if i we had uh, a dog visit and uh, i'm allergic to dogs so uh that's uh, unfortunately uh, what's set off my allergies um but uh, but yes certainly very much uh, looking forward to having a chat with you all and rounding off all of today's and yesterday's Arsenal news. And then, of course, get into the chat box and tackle some of your questions as well. Uh, good morning to Abukan. Good morning to you. Uh, Early bird catches the coffee mug indeed. Peeny Ween. Good morning. Uh, good morning to Francois, to Matt G, to Morgie. Good morning to Guna Jake. Good morning to Vivian and Gustavo. Good morning to Theo. Uh, good morning to Morgie and Martin, Temi. Uh, we've got Kaiser, we've got Sandman, Amira, Damien as well. Good morning to all of you. Uh, I hope you are having a good start to your weeks. I hope that you are looking forward um, to what is going to be hopefully a very successful weekend for Arsenal and a very interesting week of football in the Champions League, Europa League and Conference League with West Ham United, who of course Arsenal play on Sunday very much involved in things too. So lots to discuss, lots to talk about, and we're going to get straight into things. We kick off today's stories with the Dean Smith is set to take over as uh, Leicester City. In fact, he's been appointed as Leicester City's new head coach until the end of the season. This is important for Arsenal because um, Leicester, of course, play Manchester City this weekend. And there was hope that they would have a manager in place for this game. And then there is the hope amongst Arsenal fans that we might um, 
we might ultimately find ourselves hoping for a new manager bounce and then taking some points off Man City. I'm not entirely hopeful, um, <laughs> but Leicester hopefully can turn their form around in this game and provide City somewhat of a challenge when they travel to the Etihad at the weekend. Man City, of course, will be playing this week, and we'll talk more about that shortly. Um, but the return of, uh, of Dean Smith to the Premier League, hopefully, uh, can spur a bit of a turnaround in Leicester's form. Now, Konstantin Hatzidakis, the official that was seen uh, to allegedly elbow uh, Andrew Robertson in the uh, in the throat during the game between Arsenal and Liverpool, he will not be officiating this weekend as an investigation continues into what goes on by the PGMOL. Um, and there is, we're basically still awaiting confirmation on what the outcome of that investigation is. I talked yesterday about how I would be surprised if there would be no um, consequences for this. Um, however, there's been some, I think, completely fair discussions around the idea that players shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere near officials these days. And um, there's ultimately an argument that we've seen recently with Mitrovic and we saw with Bruno Fernandes and, you know, that these situations wouldn't even happen if the players weren't able to go and approach and get into the personal spaces of officials. Uh, I know there's not a lot of sympathy in the world of football for officials right now, which I can understand because we've been absolutely screwed over by them on multiple occasions. However, this obviously is a slightly different topic to discuss, but at the same time, the, the officials cannot react uh in these situations like we saw the official react in this case but uh we'll wait and see what the outcome of the investigation is and and of course we'll bring you the verdict to that as soon as we get the information on it now the arsenal third kits continue to take shape uh, we've seen a number of different mock-ups and concepts of the green and blue that arsenal and adidas are looking to create for next season there had been suggestions yesterday that the uh the fly emirates sponsorship and the Canon and the Adidas logo would be gold. And there is some goldish kind of detailings on the latest iteration of this shirt that continues to be produced. Footy headlines, of course, showing off what they believe to be the most accurate version of what we can expect for next year. I quite like it. I think it's better than the away kit that we're looking at. We're just looking at something like a jaundiced zebra right now. Um, but I think that this kit is, is certainly a, a much nicer one, uh, the darker colour, always certainly a fan of the darker colour, the way kits, uh, hence why I am absolutely adored with the one we have this season. Um, but yeah, it's looking fairly good. But this apparently is the uh, the closest version that we've got to what the real thing will be, perhaps even the real thing itself. Um, if there's any further updates on kits for next season, I'll be sure to bring you it. Uh, we have been told that Arsenal will be wearing their new home kit on the last day of the season against Wolves. So let's see if that indeed uh, is confirmed very soon. Now, Tim Lewis, according to The Athletic, who is, of course, Arsenal's, is uh, very high up in the executive. Um, I think he's the executive vice chairman now uh, at Arsenal. Uh, he is amongst a number of individuals at clubs that are basically putting forward a strong voice in anti-nation state linked Premier League takeover talks. A lot of clubs are interested in trying to convince the Premier League or even the government to put more things in place to stop state-backed uh, takeovers from uh, basically coming into the Premier League. And of course, if there's a situation with uh, what we saw with Newcastle with the Saudi state-backed takeover. Um, the moment there are links with Manchester United and Qatar, although I'm not 100% sure that that's a state-backed takeover. I think it's more of an individual um, takeover that happens to be Qatari. Um, but obviously there will be links with uh, with Qatar overall, I'm sure, in that situation. 
But Tim Lewis has said, according to The Athletic, to be a strong voice in these anti-nation state linked takeovers for Premier League clubs. And uh, how this affects things going forwards, we'd have to obviously wait. But uh, Arsenal don't have that type of, uh, of ownership. Obviously, people will point questions at the Cronkies and things related to their own ownership as not being always positive. Just ask any St. Louis Rams fans, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the situation there, it's it was never great for their supporters. Now seeing the LA Rams and, and what happened with that team. But uh, from an Arsenal perspective, we know that these state-backed uh, potential takeovers are always going to pose a threat to the financial competitiveness of Arsenal in the market and in the Premier League. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens along these lines. And we'll bring you an update as soon as we have one. Now, tonight, of course, there are Champions League matches going ahead. Benfica will play into Milan, whereas Manchester City will take on Bayern Munich in Manchester um, obviously, they travel to Germany next week for the second leg of the quarterfinal. But there is a lot to be intrigued about in these Champions League games. Chelsea, of course, play tomorrow against Real Madrid and Napoli play Milan, which is my personal highlight of the four matches. That's a very interesting one because you'd think Napoli would smash it and then Milan went and beat Napoli 4-0 uh, recently as well. So it could be anyone's game. And there's a really exciting opportunity to see one of Benfica enter Napoli or Milan in the final of the Champions League because they're all on the same side of the draw. Uh, whereas Man City, Bayern, Real Madrid and Chelsea are on the other side of the draw. We have to, I think, hope that Man City continue to progress through the tournament so that their motivations, their priorities stay within that competition and that they are looking at the Premier League as kind of a secondary tournament to tournament league, uh, to the Champions League. But we'll just wait and see. But I'm going to be watching with significant interest tonight to see uh, who's going through. My tips would be Man City, Benfica, Real Madrid and Napoli. Um, but I think that's a really exciting prospect to maybe even see Napoli win the Champions League, who have been up there with Arsenal and City as the other two, as the other best team in Europe this year. Now, following Balogun is said to want to be first choice at Arsenal next season, but not just at Arsenal. According to David Ornstein of The Athletic, uh, Balogun wants to be a first choice striker no matter where he is next year. And ultimately, the idea of seeing him as a first-choice striker at Arsenal next season is very unlikely, unfortunately, from an Arsenal perspective. The player has now scored 18 goals in uh, something like 27 league games for Rons, and we'll find out a little bit more about Balogun's story and his season in tonight's loan roundup that I'll be doing with, of course, Ben from the Marseille View and plenty of insight on other loanees that have been out from the club. We're doing that at six o'clock tonight, so make sure that you tune in for that and you set your alarms at that time. But uh, Balogun's future with Arsenal, I personally don't see as being happening, really. I, I don't see him staying with Arsenal this summer. I see him being sold... Uh, for the probably the maximum fee that we'll get uh, for Balogun during the rest of his time with the club. If you let him stay another season, you're down to one year on his contract and you're just not going to be able to get the same money that you are going to get this season. And I think you'll probably see a figure in the region of 35 to 40, hopefully, uh, is what we'll end up getting for Balogun. And uh, the likes of Milan, Inter are said to be interested. So we'll follow this story and we'll find out indeed how it transpires, grows, develops and culminates in that being a transfer or being him staying at Arsenal or even going on another loan, which I think is the least likely option. Now, our headline story 
for today is uh, news that come out from Florian Plettenberg uh, of Sky Germany suggests that Arsenal are monitoring Ryan Gravenberch and his situation at Bayern. No negotiations yet, supposedly, but there's lots of competition with Odegaard, Xhaka, Partey, Jorginho at the club. But nevertheless, he could still get more playing time at Arsenal compared to what he's currently getting at Bayern. Now, uh, Graven Birch has come out in the past and spoke about his future by saying, I'd rather succeed at Bayern, but if that doesn't work out and I don't get opportunities, then maybe I should look elsewhere. At the moment, however, I'm not so concerned with that and I hope that I can change my situation at Bayern. So it does seem that Graven Birch is open to a move elsewhere. For those that aren't really familiar with the player, he's a central midfielder that really kind of made his name at Ajax, moved to to buy Munich in kind of the the opportunity to make that big step up to a massive club. There's lots of clubs really very much interested in when he was at Ajax, where he was doing really well playing regularly, but he's not been able to get regularly into Bayern Munich's team. Uh, and he's certainly looking to try and get uh, more game time. Uh, and if Arsenal are said to be looking at the player, I think he's one of those where you get a lot of people excited from the time when he was at Ajax. He was rated as one of kind of the wonder kids of his position. But his stock has fallen a bit since making that move to Bayern because he's not been able to break into the German champion side. Arsenal are looking out for midfielders in the summer in what I believe and what I should think is going to be two potential positions, be that the left eight role, which I think would be the better position for Gravenberch, or of course the deeper number six role, which I think we're looking at Declan Rice for us to provide competition for Thomas Partey. So it's an interesting one and certainly one that I would be open to seeing Arsenal potentially complete if there was the ability to get a deal for him done. I think it operates in the sense of bringing down the age profile of the midfield in the summer, which we ultimately do need to look towards doing um, and would be an ex exceptional upgrade upon Zambi Laconga and he, what he brings into the team, who I think will be sold as well in the summer. So let's see what ends up happening with Ryan Gravenberch. But I would say to kind of hold your horses on this one and don't necessarily get your hopes up yet, quite the out there suggestion that Arsenal's monitoring of the player could lead to a certain transfer. Speaking of which, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So uh, we have a uh, TGT merch update for you. I've been told um, behind the scenes that the uh, equipment that is used to embroider the hat should hopefully by, be sorted by the end of this week. So those that have been waiting and being patient uh, that want to get their hands on some of our TGT non-profit merch that, of course, the profits from go to support the local embroidery company, Cancer McMillan Support and the Arsenal Foundation. Of course, all of this month's uh, merchandise for the quarter will indeed be going 
uh, to uh, the Arsenal Foundation fundraiser being spearheaded by the Arsenal Vision guys and Arsblog, of course, too. Um, but by the end of this week, hopefully, they'll be back on sale. I'm also taking a very special uh, early release new design to the US for our Chicago listeners that I will also be opening up to the wider community uh, a couple of weeks after I return from my trip to the West as well. So do make sure uh, you stick around and uh, be patient still for those that are waiting to get their hands on these beautiful pieces of headwear uh, that, of course, go to some great causes. Uh, let's go to the chat box then and see what you guys have got in terms of questions. Gavin says, we could do a swap deal with Caicedo and Balogun. I mean, it's not a bad idea. You think about the fact that I think Brighton are going to be looking for a striker in the summer. I think they're going to be looking to try and bring somebody in in that position. Caicedo, I think we know, wants to move on. And we know that we need to try and get hold of someone of that level of quality to come into the team. Um, so I don't think that that's a bad idea at all, Gavin. Uh, and I would certainly, if I was Brighton, be looking at trying to sign somebody like Fuller in Balogun also. Um, let's go to... Uh, Iga says, Caicedo is also a priority. Not as high as Rice. Rice is very much, as Salman says, the number one target for Arsenal, as far as my understanding of the situation is. Um, but Caicedo is still a player that Arsenal hold a significant interest in. Uh, Marcus says, I know you will do a great preview show, but any changes to the starting lineup in the West Ham game? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I'd make any changes at all. Uh, I think that the lineup that we played is probably our starting lineup until Saliba returns. And obviously, that's the only change that I would make should he indeed be fit. But we have to wait and see if he indeed could be back before that game. Uh, Paul says, if Arsenal could sell Balogun for 35 million plus and get a sell-on clause of around 10% and a buyback clause for an agreed three, would this be good or okay business? I think it'd be very good business, especially if you get a buyback clause associated in that. I don't think you'd necessarily be able to sell him for that 35 million unless the buyback clause was something close to 80 odd million pounds. But uh, yeah, I think that that is certainly a very, very decent um, deal that Arsenal could do for the future. Maybe try and make it 20%, but then I think the price is going to come down significantly. Uh, Charlie says, I think Ballot Brighton have a striker already in Ferguson. Certainly, Ferguson is a very young star rising through the ranks at Brighton. I still think they will look to replace their other options. They've got Welbeck there at the moment. I think there's one other in Cisco, Undav, I think as well. They have a few forwards, but I think they are looking to try and get one that could be established in the future. Ferguson's though maybe that guy, but they might still be interested in somebody else. <laughs> Um, Ikwan, yes, I am indeed allergic to cats as well as dogs. It sucks because I'm a big dog person, um, as in just dogs, not big dogs. I'm just a big dog person. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, Ponaru says, are the hats UK only? No, they're not. Uh, once they are going back on sale at the end of the week, no matter where you are in the world, I believe, I think, I'm pretty sure we have global shipping to nearly everywhere. There may be one or two places i don't know that you can't maybe like antarctica or something um but i'm pretty sure the majority of places are covered i do remember someone saying that they couldn't though so maybe there is somewhere that's not but i'm pretty sure uh, they're not uk only is, is the answer to that question no they're not uk only and, and uh, depending on where you are hopefully you can get your hands on one louis says my hat just arrived in new zealand fantastic there you go so they are getting out to Certainly the farthest corners of our planet, which is good to see. The TGT logo being spread around the world. Um, let's go to Amira says, isn't it ironic how some fans are so quick to criticize the players for not staying calm in an intense situation, yet they themselves crumble when we draw one game? Lost the title already? Come on. Yeah, I know. Some people are just 
apocalyptic in their kind of views on the world. You know, I did the show last night with Dan and Kev and Sophie on. We didn't do an Arsenal lounge yesterday, but we uh, I did uh, was very happy to join Potsy on his channel on the 12th Man podcast uh, to talk about things. And honestly, some people are just like, in the comments, in the chat box, they're like, title's done, it's over. And I'm like, really? Like, what? <laughs> I can't get my head around why the argument is there, why you desperately want to just be proven right that we're not going to win the league. And even if we don't win the league, and we discussed the idea of that, about how we would feel if we don't, and I said I'd absolutely be gutted beyond all measure, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, I can't help but be absolutely over the moon that I never thought we'd be in this position. I've been blessed. I've been blessed with this title race this season. You know, to be involved in a title race is a genuine pleasure, and I'm buzzing beyond all measure to be involved in it. I'm so excited to see how it pans out between now and the end of the season. And obviously, I'll be gutted if we don't win it. But at the same time, this has been an amazing season to follow, to cover, to to talk about, to be excited about. And it doesn't end when the season ends because the point is, is that Arsenal continue on this process toward being and getting back to that elite level. We're in the Champions League, you'd think, touch wood next season. I don't see why uh, it should be up in the air right now. Um, and that's an exciting prize that we've got from this season already that we'll be going into, and who knows what we can achieve in that competition. It's going to be exciting and fun. I can't wait, and we need to make sure we go into the summer market and attack that market with the idea of being able to compete in both the league and the Champions League. So it's exciting, uh, but we'll be gutting if we don't win the league. But of course, I think there's so many positives to take from things as well that I look forward to talking about and reflecting upon come the end of the campaign. Uh, Carlton says, shouldn't we take the Saliba approach with Balogun, get him back in the summer and see how he does in the pre-season friendlies? Who knows? He might surprise us. I don't think he's going to surprise us, Balogun. I think we know he's good. I think we know that he will score goals. The difference between him and Saliba is that Saliba had an immediate pathway into the first team. You know, White was uh, obviously there, but Tommy Ash's injury at the start of the campaign meant that White moved into right back and did really well. There was clearly an openness, an idea that White might move into that position, I think, even before Saliba returned. And that's how certainly Arteta talks about it. But there was just kind of White there. uh, And Saliba had the opportunity to come into the team, play with White, and Arsenal could then move into a, uh, a back three system with Zinchenko moving into midfield quite often. So... In the striker position, you've got Jesus, a £45 million striker with four years left on his, his contract. And the same situation goes for Inketi. Rather than the price tag, you've got a hundred grand per week backup striker with four years left on his deal. I don't think there's a pathway for Balogun. And I don't think the club are going to move either of Jesus or Inketi on in the summer. And so I think ultimately that will mean that no matter what you look at, I think Balogun will be sold. Um, let's go to... Louis says, uh, should we adopt a similar rule to rugby that only the captain can talk to the ref? That is the rule. Ironically, that is meant to be the rule. Um, but unfortunately, it's very rarely enforced or followed. So, But that is meant to be the rule. Uh, and that's why referees go and speak to the captains of teams. Um, but maybe we should enforce it stronger. Um, it's, it's, it's tricky. Uh, Alexandra says, uh, for Balogun, could we potentially do like a deal that uh, Real did with Emerson Royale? Uh, it was Barcelona, wasn't it? Um, Barcelona let Emerson leave to Real Betis, sold him there, had a buyback, and then they brought him back and then sold him to Spurs. So potentially, but I think Arsenal having a buyback clause in any deal that loses Balogun is probably the way forwards for the club. Uh, JDB says, Tom, I love the third green kit, bringing back the retro feel, specifically considering it's the only dark green kit we ever wore. My personal favourite colour for the forests and nature feel (laughs) feel to it. Um, Yeah, I like it. 
I like the kit. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a hater of it at all. Um, but uh, I prefer others. You know, I, I really like the, the the black and gold, the yellow and black kits that we've had in the past as well. The yellow and blue ones that we've had. The yellow and blue obviously is very synonymous with Arsenal, of course, too. The bruised banana style kits that we can have too. You know, there's lots of kits that I like, but nothing's going to top that away kit. Uh, Maximir says, hey, Tom, I have a feeling most of these fans uh, <laughs> drop the ball on our title race and call for Arteta out our rival fans who are nervous at our rise and want to see us crumble. What do you say? There's probably some undercover rival fans in the group, but, but I, unfortunately, I do think there are other Arsenal fans that put their pride before anything else. And, you know, to see Arteta fail and justify their views might mean more to them, uh, which is a little bit sad, to be honest. Uh, Sean says, hey, Tom, did you watch the National League today? What a match. Yeah, Notts County, Wrexham. Ben Foster. Woof. What a story. Brilliant, brilliant, romantic, footballing, gloriousness uh, in all its glory. So, yeah, I did. It was great. Um, and, you know, I look forward to seeing Wrexham in the league if it seems that that's going to go that way now after they took the lead over Notts County. Yeah. I'm a former Nottingham lad, having gone there for university for three years. There was part of me that felt a bit bad for Notts County. I've been on the pitch at Notts County. Um, we played our varsity uh, match there. And at the end, uh, everyone stormed the pitch because Nottingham Trent beat Uni of Notts. So uh, that was exciting and fun. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great story with Wrexham. Um, they're a club that have been out of the Football League um, for too long. So certainly I look forward to seeing that happen. Have they even, I'm sure they've been in the Football League. Uh, Iquan says, hey, Tom, ever since you started the series, have you ever had the time when you literally have no substance to talk about your morning shows? Um, there are mornings where there are less things to talk about. Um, I mean, the period after the season finishes is probably our quietest time. Think about the first couple of weeks. Uh, after the season finishes but quickly you get into the world of transfers and we obviously when the season finishes the show the Arsenal news show stops and the Arsenal transfer show uh, resumes on the first day after the season finishes uh, well usually two days after the season finishes um, but I don't think I've ever got up in the morning and not been up for doing the show really obviously there's been mornings I've been not feeling great or hung over or ill or you know just not in a great place mentally but uh the benefit of having such a fantastic community here is that it's worth getting up for and, and chatting with you guys and listening to your views and having debates and discussions and sometimes a bit argumentative stuff as well. Um, but no, I, I enjoy it every single morning. And uh, it's, uh, as I say, I'm very, very fortunate to be in the position I am to to be able to do this. Um, and it's all part of, of you guys doing it. Um, Stephen says, Tom, your TGT logo light is on. Oh, that's a great point. Hold on. Let me sort this out. Thank you for spotting that. There we go. <laughs> it's the first time I've forgotten to turn it on, believe it or not, but uh, well spotted. Uh, so, Stephen, you, uh, you've earned a gold star there, mate. Um, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, the Adidas should sponsor the TGT merchandise. Yeah, sponsoring merchandise from a kit manufacturer is there's something backwards about that. <laughs> something back... I mean, if, if Adidas are interested in getting in contact... You know, my emails are always open, <laughs> always open. Uh, let's go to Sean says, oh, no, I can't imagine what Tom was like back at uni. You really turned it around. <laughs> I mean, I did a geography degree at uni, a physical geography degree. And uh, let's just say I probably appreciated the social life of uni uh, more than the educational life. Of uni, which, considering I went on to be a teacher, sounds ironic, but... Uh, 
you know, I, I'd rather live my life with, with as little regret as possible. And those three years were three of the best years of my life and made some amazing friends, had some amazing times. And uh, certainly if you're still in the age where you're looking at deciding whether you want to go to uni, I would always recommend it. It's tough. There's some really hard stuff um, to, to do with it. You know, you go for a lot of mental challenges and I know I certainly did, but you can have some amazing times as well that you'll look back on very fondly indeed. Um, <laughs> Ray says, I'm totally sick of this Balogun speculation. Give it a break. I know it must be so frustrating, but if there's a story, we're going to cover it. We're going to talk about it. So I can't help, but that's just the way that we go for. Uh, Simon says, who designed your logo? Genuinely, it's a really good logo. So back, oh, there was, um, it, we've been having a similar logo uh, for a while. It was my kind of, sketch i did like a sketch of what i kind of wanted and then gradually went back and forth um our current graphic designer who's who's worked amazingly well on our intros and stuff like that we refined the logo together um but certainly it was it was an idea that i i kind of came up with that i wanted tactical lines to make up a cannon shape that was certainly my idea of it um and uh yeah we're over the few using some different designers we've refined and refined and refined it to what it is now and i think we've finally after a long time got the right design so uh yeah i i really really like it um let's go to boom 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 boom, boom. uh john says do you think we'll sign a right-sided center back i think we need to i think that we need to look to bring in an upgraded version of holding not that i don't rate holding i think holding is is, is a decent player and I, I saw a video someone tagged me in one this morning let me give them credit um it was at com des canard on twitter tweeted a um a video uh from sj uh was sj at sj24s who are i think are a private account but i did manage to watch the video uh which basically kind of analyzed holdings performance and i thought it was full of errors i thought there was a lot of things wrong with the analysis of holdings game they talked about the fact that he didn't get tight enough to cody gakpo but the problem with that analysis is that we've complained a lot about how holding is too rash and that he goes in on players too quickly and he vacates that space and leaves you exposed. You don't want to holding to get tight to Gakpo. You want holding to show him out into the wide areas where he's least dangerous. That's what you should always look to do with wingers is you don't want to necessarily close them down quickly. You want to, you want to kind of show them down an alleyway into the wide areas away from the goal. And also it shouldn't necessarily even be holding's job to get tight to Gakpo in the same way, because whilst he was interchanging with Diogo Jota, both of them were moving inside and out all throughout the game. White's also got a really big opportunity as well, um, and a big job to do in that game, which I don't think he necessarily did. It wasn't White's best game, as we know, and I think that had a bit of a knock-on effect um, on holding, unfortunately. So uh, I thought it was a little bit of a harsh one to really go in on the analysis of critiquing holding's performances. I don't think he did all that many things wrong at all and i thought the video was a little bit misrepresentative of what the game actually showed It'd be great to see like a coaching breakdown of his performance that would be arguably a bit be a bit better um abby says do you think tierney is going to play a significant role and which games are you looking city to drop points in i think tierney has a role to play i would have brought him on much sooner i know it's easy to say with the benefit of hindsight but i was saying it during the game that we needed to make sure that we brought um that we brought him on 
but uh, it took far too long and ultimately it ended up costing us a little bit because he was beaten by Trent Alexander-Arnold. Now, Man City's games between now and the end of the season, they have obviously these Champions League and FA Cup games, but they've got Leicester at home, which they now have a new manager, so who knows? Maybe we'll see a bit of a reaction from Leicester. They've then got Brighton away, which has been postponed, so we still need to get the date of that confirmed. But that's a game I think they could certainly drop points in. Of course, the game against ourselves, you've got us look to try and get a result at City. I think if we lose against City, I think ultimately the title is probably gone and we have to beat West Ham and Southampton before that game as well to have a chance. Fulham away used to be a tricky game, but they look really out of form at the moment. Really, really out of form. And then they've got three games against relegation battlers, West Ham, Leeds and Everton. And any of those games can can be a challenge because those teams are desperate to try and get points. Everton's away from home, never an easy place to go. And Everton have already taken points off City this season. Uh, Leeds United as well can surprise. I know they've not done particularly well, but they can always be sometimes a little bit surprising beating Chelsea, beating Liverpool. So who knows? Maybe we can see a result from that game. And Brentford away on the final game of the season because I don't give Chelsea that much hope because Chelsea are dreadful. Uh, But Brentford away on the last game of the season. If Brentford have something to fight for in terms of European football, maybe that's a game that we can look to see them try and get some points as well. So let's wait and see. Uh, Let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, scrolling down in the chat box a bit more. Uh, Max Days Black says, Tom, could we be looking at a top seven next season with Newcastle? I don't think there is any such thing as the big six or top seven or whatever. I think the Brighton are looking so good. I think the Villa are improving. Newcastle obviously have got really good as well. I think teams like Spurs barely count anymore because they're just a dreadful side. Chelsea aren't even in the top half of the table this season. Um, so I think we're going to be looking at a lot of teams competing at the top. Brentford, I've just mentioned, are competing at the top of the table for European places also. So I think there's going to be lots to to consider. I think Burnley are going to surprise people next season with the way in which they've been playing. So let's let's see what happens. Maybe certain things will transpire and it will be a, another crazy, crazy season. Um I am going to end the show there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'll be live in just over an hour, just under an hour and a half's time over on the Arsenal way as well. Uh, so plenty to discuss, plenty to talk about. No update on Saliba, I'm afraid, at the moment. The club is still being very quiet about that. Uh, we'll hear from Mikel Arteta a little bit later on this weekend of the game against West Ham. Uh, but Champions League football tonight, enjoy that. If you're going to be watching it, enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll see you very, very soon. Have a fantastic time and uh, stay safe stay well and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mcdelivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.